0: Welcome to Game Changer, where you get the inside track to win in a decade of disruption. Winning together is how we'll thrive. So go ahead and subscribe here, and for email notifications at bwbtv.net. And let's crush this business unusual game together. Today, my guests are co-founders of Soco District, Ricardo Rocha, and Henry Truta. They brought their creative genius together to bring to market a revolutionary retail solution. Soko District is an online platform that enables purpose-driven brands to create meaningful connections with their customers through a dynamic, flexible, and physical space. Watch out, Amazon. Welcome, Hanre and Ricardo. It's an amazing uh, just to have you on the show and to hear all about this revolutionary Soko district.
1: Thank you, Carmen. Really like being here.
0: <laughs> so, Rick is in the Netherlands and Hanre is in uh, the beautiful Cape in South Africa. And I'm in Mauritius. Amazing that we can have this conversation in three different beautiful spots. So, Rick and Hanre, let's kick off with what unique qualities each of you brought to SoCo to make this revolutionary retail solution possible. Henry, let's, let's hear from you. What did you bring to SoCo or what do you bring currently as well to SoCo?
2: Yeah, awesome. Thanks, Carmen. So I currently in Soko District hold the position of Head of Space. Um, So Head of Space is, is basically everything space related. So when we started the business, um, a big part of our offering was obviously our our hardware. So when I talk about hardware, I talk about our universal shop fitting. So I was predominantly responsible for the design of that, making sure that we we design Functional, flexible, modular shop fittings for our space, which, which is a big part of what we do in the physical realm. And then with our first district within Rosebank Mall, I was also um, responsible for the fit out or the kit of the space and, and making it a physical space that it is today. Um, so being a creative um, Really, look. When you're a founder of a business like this, and when you're in a startup, you've got your fingers in all kinds mm-hmm. of places. So there's, mm-hmm. there's so much uh, that we dabble in with. But um, that was my that was up until this point. That was my biggest responsibility.
0: Fantastic. So you're holding the space. That's that's an important um, <laughs> role with um, a, a a service and and product like this. Rick.
2: Yeah. 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 We're oh, we're we always joke being you know being a business that's so focused or which which is so connected in terms of the physical space side and the digital side I always joke we we've got um um Willem who's our head of technology and which exactly does the same as I but on a digital level we always joke that he's like the digital twin of the business so it's awesome to see how everyone actually plugs into mm. this really collaborative um space because our offering is that wide actually
1: Awesome. Yeah, so my background, um, so I studied information design at at Tux. um, And I remember, so I I dropped out. I didn't finish my my course. And I dropped out because I I had to write a paper, which I never finished. And it was all about the importance of narrative. Um, And I think I've been chasing Finishing that paper, my <laughs> whole life. Um, every project I, I, I take on, it's it's got something to do with storytelling. Um, so uh, my previous company was a company by the name of Etiquette. It was an agency that helped develop uh, brands, but more in the on the digital side of things. Um, and I, I sold that business um, and, and started uh, SoCo soon after, because we saw a massive need for brands to be able to not only open a digital store quickly, but also open a physical space uh, quickly. Um, but the thing that, that makes SoCo special is that um, it's really about enabling the brand to tell its story. Mm. Um, And that's uh, when Hanra and I got together on this. um, We were quite passionate about that. That we said, the thing that we struggle with, or what brands struggle with, is the ability to um, keep their story and keep it uh, close to them where it's valuable that they can communicate it to their customers in a way that they would buy their products. And we always use the example of Amazon. If you put your product on Amazon, you, you lose that value because your product is there with all the other cheap um, knuckles, right? So you'll see this massive exodus at the moment that's happening with Amazon. A lot of key brands moving off the platform because they're really after that one thing, right? That ability to, to build value around their story and their narrative. Mm. So um, you'll be hearing us talk a lot about that, um, probably in the next five minutes.
0: <laughs> what, what an amazing kickoff you know the space that we hold is just so incredible because that allows us to bring who we are into a physical space but that in a yeah. story is yeah. equally important because that is what what goes way beyond space um, and, and time. So uh, wonderful, beautiful uh, you know cre- bringing together of creative talents um so you you touched on it let's let's go into that uh, rick just to for our audience to create a little bit of context before we start talking about what circle solution actually or circle district actually is you identified that something was broken in the retail yeah. industry and and there was a dire need that needed to be fixed if um Oh, like over to, to either of you. What was that need you were, want the brokenness that you were trying to fix?
1: So, um, Hanra, do you want me to start or do you? Yeah,
2: yeah, well, well, yeah, let me, yeah we'll,
1: tag, we'll tag team this one. So I think where the brokenness first starts is that, um, and, and I'm, I'm rather going to start with a positive and not with a negative. The positive is that if you, if you think about human nature and the act of buying things, we still buy physical things and we're still physical beings, right? We haven't all of a sudden become these digital versions of ourself online and we're just buying everything digitally. We still buy physical things. So that's the one key part that everyone's missing. That everyone's saying, well, everything's going digital and our lives are going digital. And yes, that, that is true. But at the end of the day, you still buy a physical thing. You still buy a physical cup of coffee. You still buy a wallet. You still buy things that, that, that you have with you every day. And if you, if you take that concept and you go, okay, what's broken? What's missing? And it's essentially... The thing that we've taken the physicality and the, 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 what was good about buying things, we stripped it away and we put it in, in platforms and in environments where it became a thing of you click online and it gets delivered at your door, mm-hmm. right? And that's great for convenience, but it's bad for brands that are trying to build a value around their experience, a value around what the, what the product integrity is about. So, you know, there's this disconnect. That's the part that's broken is mm-hmm. this disconnect between the, the value that these brands create around their products and that value getting stripped away and it just being delivered at your, at your doorstep. Um, and the problem is and, and we're, we're always gonna aim to solve it, is that the only answer to that is a better physical um, experience, right? The ability to then gain access to the product in, in a way that was intended by the maker of that product. Now, they're immediately going, okay, a store, a physical store. But the problem is, and I'm gonna be frank here, the commercial real estate um uh, industry became lazy right mm-hmm. and it became lazy because it forgot ultimately who its customers were its customers were the brands the, its customers were the retailers but because of the financial instruments that sit behind these reeds, aren't in favor of the reed actually delivering for its customer they got lazy mm-hmm. and you're now seeing the um, stock market and all these reads are really struggling with their stock prices and that's because suddenly the banks and the financial institutes are looking at them and going but hang on actually you're not valuable anymore because your value actually sits in the connection between you and your customer your customer pays you rent to have space and this is where the brokenness kind of really starts is that you've got digital brands that are starting out digital that need physical space. They need to get their products to customers, but the, the, the world that they're trying to open physical space in is not there for them. It's a broken system. So we need a system that is actually, you know, fixed that isn't broken um, to allow them to do that.
2: Hmm. I mean, a, a physical example of that—just to sign a lease,
1: yeah.
2: the amount of effort that you have to go through just to do that—it's—it's it's almost impossible. So for us, it was really taking the the retail sector as a whole because it stagnated completely, and applying technology to it, moving into the next innovative feature with it. Now, by other, obviously, op, offering between flexible leasing and shop-fitting and everything in the whole, which we'll we'll cover today. Um, Yeah. Hmm.
0: A really great um, summary and two very real problems that we're seeing in this hybrid world that we're we're in, digital and physical. And uh, something you said, Rick, uh, reminded me of a a previous guest that's been on the show, Jim Padilla, the the, the title of his interview was actually um, selling products is the fastest way to go out of business. Which is kind of what you're saying, because even if it's a physical product you're selling, you're not actually selling the product, you're you're selling the connection, the experience. There's human beings in there, there's relationships. And and when you just have digital, um, you can create it, um but how much better when you also have the option for physical space so um
1: yeah and i'm I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna be quite controversial yeah and i'm gonna point out um a a company that's currently failing quite badly at the moment and that's Massmart, Mm -hmm. um and and the reason for that is they've simply commoditized um Everything they had, it, it it became about selling products, right? Mm-hmm. Even if you think of, if you look at games, a uh, brand promise, it's an um, everyday low prices, mm-hmm. okay. So what what does that tell me? It's you you're commoditizing everything about your business, and if you make it about a product and a price, then the guy next door that does it cheaper I'm, I'm gonna go there i've got no loyalty to 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 go to you um, another good example that i always use is um we all know cna we all grew up with cna right and cna over the years became weird in what they were, were <laughs> selling right they went from um you know selling stationery to selling laptops to selling cell phones, to sell, and then eventually it became this weird mix of things. And if you ask them, if you ask CNA, okay, why are you doing all of this? And they say, well, because stationery, no one buys stationery anymore. You know, that would be their argument. And, you know, for most of it, that's true. But then another brand crept out of the woodwork, a brand that only sold stationery. And if I told you 10 years ago, there would be a brand that only sells stationery, right? And it would be the most exciting brand you have ever seen in your life. You would have said to me, Rick, you're smoking your socks. (laughs) And that brand happened. That's Typo. Mm -hmm. Typo became an instant phenomenon. That Mm -hmm. company just sells stationery. So to cut a long story short, Absolutely right. The companies that commoditize themselves, only sell products, go out of business eventually. Mm. And this is the problem we're solving for. Because if you're just about peddling product and just about putting things on Amazon and hoping that they sell, then you're eventually going to run out of things to sell. Um, it, that's not how the human psyche works. That's not how we buy things. Um, it's, it's never been how we buy things.
0: Fascinating arguments um, and, and what well, the way the world is changing. We have to, uh, in fact, we're, we're moving into so much more meaning and, and, and story and connection and, wow, so how do we do it? In this digital space. Um, So let's get into it. Tell us about SoCo. Um, Maybe start with a a, a bit more of a general uh, description so our audience can really get to understand what we're talking about. Um, And then I'd like you to go a bit more specific into what makes this such a game changer.
1: So, in in a sentence, what is Soko? Soko Soko is a platform that enables digital-first brands, so brands that started out on the web with uh, websites like Shopify websites, Wix Mm -hmm. websites, to create their physical environment. And when I say physical environment, I don't just mean a shop front. We also help with e-commerce warehousing, and we are looking at e-commerce distribution going into the future, but essentially what it's about, it's about helping the little guy, the smaller brand to gain access to a network, a platform that enables them to scale and to do it in a way that they don't lose the value behind their brand. So what we're really after is the ability for the brand to come into a physical space and get their product to their customer, whether it be selling bicycles online, having a store shopfront where you can actually test ride that bicycle and even distribute that bicycle from that space in a really cool way. You don't have to now drop it at someone's front door. You can do it in a really cool way because we've got these really cool things, right? Malls. And I know you're gonna laugh now because You know, back in the day, malls were like the thing to be in and they've lost their luster um, Mm -hmm. over the years. But we hope to get that back because the one thing a mall does have is it does have the ability to be in a community, right? Mm -hmm. And that's the one thing Amazon doesn't have. Amazon's network and its distribution network is from warehouses that sit outside of communities, right? which makes it very difficult for them to be um, part of the community. So they're always sending Amazon vans in or DHL vans in to then distribute products. And that's where the product loses its value. But we have this unique opportunity to take an infrastructure that's already there, that already exists. We don't have to build anything new. We just have to help that infrastructure become better for brands, new brands, innovative brands, brands that started out digitally, get them into that space, and then allow for that space to be relevant to the community at large. Mm. Um, And and that's all we're really looking at. We're just taking what's there already and making it work better for these these brands Mm. and the communities that are connected to them.
0: Henry, maybe, thank you, Rick hungry paint a picture for us what this modular space looks like, because I think that's so what what Rick explained is you've got this brand that would ordinarily have been sort of relegated to the digital space, um, trying to really make a name for themselves, sell their products online. Now you bring into this, this so good district in into into the mix and through a very cost-effective um, solution and very um, sexy solution, all of a sudden they can hold space, but it's not your average department store space. So tell us, Andre, what it's all about.
2: I just wanna, uh, Carmen, if you don't mind, I just wanna jump one step back, which starts yes. back into Rick's argument. So. Essentially, you've got to remember, this is what makes SoCo really valuable apart from our hardware and software solutions that we have. We've taken the retail sector as a whole and we looked at the complete lifecycle of it and decided not only to focus on the retailer, but all the different uh, parts of it. So whether it's property owners or landlords whether which have the space, whether it's the retailers which have an e-commerce, a digital presence or a physical presence or or not and what they're offering is. And then obviously the community around that. To be able to package this as a whole and get a solution, whether it's software platform-based or whether it's hardware-based and be able to link all of those communities globally and actually solve for, for for. the communities wherever they are, so they they're not losing their culture. It's it's a scalable, it's a scalable offering that that makes sure that there's no impersonalization, which is great. Okay, why am I saying that when when we get to the physical space? So, say for instance, we had engagement with a the landlord. There is now a district built. So, what's fantastic on our platform is, is if you go on our platform now, you can register. You can register as a brand or a retailer. Okay. As a brand or a retailer, you will now get um, uh, curated. So that just helps us because obviously being a technology platform, we we don't want to connect brands or retailers to certain districts or locations where the market isn't uh, or or aren't. Okay. Now they want to come into the space. Let's say, for instance, they've now signed their lease. I mean... Um, they can sign at lease anything between three days to three years, depending on the space. They actually, when they've registered on the platform, they can go into our district and they can mix, select a space. So brands can actually say, look, I want to be here next to our town hall and I want to take up that space, all happening online. Now they've taken that space, okay? They go through a store design process, and this is actually what you're asking me about. So <laughs> that is all the modular shop fitting. Um, so, what what is our hardware or or our shop fitting? So we've developed a system which is almost works like a kit of parts. So from little universal Lego pieces of parts, we created components. Now the retailer can, with a, with a specialist or by himself, create his little store and build his store his store out of these shop fitting components or sets. So. The shopping is so modular that you you can build at any angle. It's a 360 degree system. There's various components from shelving to rails to storage units. It can cater basically for all kinds of retailers, whether you're on clothing or whether you're on food and bed or selling shoes. I mean, that solution as a whole can solve for you. It's, it's, it's basically picking the right parts for your merchandise and laying your store out according uh, accordingly. Um, yeah I don't know if that answered your mm. question yeah. and then on top of that um again tying back into the district when when there is a district the district is not disconnected from its community or its present so it's not something that that is is out of place So say for instance we would we wouldn't do for instance if there's a Soka district in Italy, we would use, for instance, the existing building or library, we, we wouldn't go do something Tuscan there. We will always do something that's between the guidelines, the space is fitted out like that accordingly. And even the shop fitting, that modular system that I spoke about, matches it. So if you currently look at our, uh, our Rosebank district, all the use, woods that we used, which are solid woods, are, are from South Africa. Um, like, for instance, our furniture range, the, the color of it talks talks back to to what we've deemed Rosebank. Because remember, we're not sitting here with a space that is 2,000 years old, and, mm-hmm. and we could just plug in and tap off the culture of that. So everything is thought thought of. Sure.
1: Yeah, and I, and I just want to add to that, um, the one thing that we, ought, we get from everyone that goes into the district um, is like awe in just the quality of the shop fitting. Because what we, what we said is, you know, these brands put so much effort into their products that we should do the same for our shop fitting. And Hunre and the team did such an incredible job that we catch people with cameras taking photographs of the shop fitting because they want to go and copy it and make it at home. So it's like, (laughs) and that's pretty cool. When last, when last did you go into a place and you go, wow, I love the shop fitting so much, I'm going to want to make it at home. (laughs) Like, that's never happened. I don't think Um, anyone's ever had that happen to them.
0: um, You know, just the the energy with which the both of you are telling or describing it already that energy explains what Soko is all about. So, what I'm hearing is I have my digital store. Maybe the idea of having a physical space was a pipe dream because of all the costs and the flippant inconvenience and the crazy stuff and the, the money that goes into it, the costs and yes, Soka District comes along and I can all of a sudden breathe life into my beautiful products that are, I put so much passion into and with in. Little bits and minutes, I can be like a designer, put my store together, dream it all up, flip in whatever I want. It, it can make it. And the beauty is, I there's no. I, if I don't want a long term contract, I don't. If I want a pop up store for a day, or two, or three days, I can do it. If I want a month, if I want a year. I can do it. Um, And I get to put my beautiful products into a really cool space like Rosebank in Johannesburg. It's it's a really beautiful um, environment. Rosebank Mall is upmarket. So you're giving me as the small retailer an opportunity to almost act like the big guys. Um, But without the cost and the hassle factor, and yeah. you've given me all the convenience, the bling, the sexy, the traffic, the in and out when I want, blend of digital and re- uh, b- retail space. How am I doing?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got it, you got it spot on. And, and the best part about it, um, so we, we were speaking to Jean and the guys from uh, Oliver Vagary, so they are leather leather goods brand. Uh, they in our space and um so since they've opened their store since they've opened the physical store their online sales have gone up as well Ah. and and it's crazy how that happens right that it's almost as if the minute you get your physical store you're legit now right Mm. so so your 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 customers go okay i trust this brand i trust what they're about i'm going to order i'm going to order online from you so you know, that's, that's what we're after um, is, you know, how can we, how can we make you as a, 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 a passionate brand that's starting out, how can we make you feel big, bigger than what you are, right? Um, and that's exciting because how many times have you gone to a mall, you've gone to a shopping center and you've gone, oh, it's the same brands, exactly the same stuff over and over and over again you want to walk through and you want to go i've never seen this before and this is new you know you want that excitement again it's what markets gave you uh you know back in the day you'd go to a a little town and you go and experience their market and you go and experience what's different about that market to maybe a different market in a different city um next door um but now what's happened because of You know how commercializations worked is you go from one uh, uh, um, little town, it's the same brands, and then you go to the other town, it's exactly the same brands. And you're going, shit, but what's different? You know, it's just a different format. Mm -hmm. Um, So the world needs different, unique, special um, products uh, and brands. we need it. Um, we can't keep buying from the same old, you know, uh, bigger brands. Um, it, it, it's it's going to make for a very boring world.
0: What, uh, what I like about what you're saying, um, Rick, apart from this innovative, fresh, you know, just this revolutionary way of thinking about retail and interacting with it, given our our world and we don't know when we're gonna hit lockdown in any given territory anymore, what you're bringing to brands is, we're gonna give you a boost whilst we can be in a physical space, but, and whilst you're there, we're boosting your online, uh, your space. So if you have to lock up shop and go back into digital mode because we've gone into lockdown again, you're you rolling
1: that 100 amazing yeah. and you can and you can decide you can go okay i don't need showroom space right now mm-hmm. but i need somewhere to warehouse my my product uh, and and store it and distribute it. we're there for you in in those times as well um and i think the thing the, the bigger trend that we all need to be looking at is your bigger corporates are shedding jobs your bigger retailers are shedding jobs the banks are shedding jobs so you've got this tri-factor of big groupings of companies that are there's less and less jobs available but then you've got this other curve this other um very exciting graph where you've got individuals that are starting businesses mm-hmm. starting new things and um, if you look at uh, wix and and how they've increased i mean uh just their share price has gone through the roof um they've tripled quadrupled the number of uh, e-commerce sites that are opening every day and what's happening is yes people there are less and less jobs available but there's more and more opportunity to start a business mm-hmm. and that's the exciting part is the platforms of the future are platforms that are going to enable individuals families to become brands to be able mm-hmm. to develop products to be able to sell it. those are the platforms of the future okay. not the platforms that take that away mm-hmm. um, and that's, that's what we've got to support. And that's what we've got to be excited about.
0: Yeah, it is exciting. So I totally believe that entrepreneurs are the architects of the future. And yep. it's, it's the small businesses, the small to medium businesses and the owner-run businesses who are passionate mm-hmm. about their product that they've now started. And um, yeah, gonna, it's going to sh- change and shape our world. So yep. uh, it's an exciting space. So I asked the, the two of you to prepare a powerful success insight that would be of value to our audience. Henry?
2: The start is, so mm-hmm. start with a cause mm-hmm. and stop to start businesses to solve for a means, not a
1: cause. Oh. Well, so what, we, what mm-hmm. we meant by that was um, don't start a business because you see a gap in the market to sell a product. So for example, a lot of businesses started things like um, face mask companies mm. because all of a sudden there was COVID, right? And it was kind of like this get rich quick uh, scheme. And mm. the worst part about it is you saw these flipping things popping up everywhere, in malls. Mm. And, 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 you know, for, for us, if, if there's one word of advice that we can give businesses is you don't, don't start there. Don't start with that. Start with a real um, passion point. Um, and I know a lot of business school books say don't start with passion because that's the sure way to not make money. But we believe that if you combine that with a really great customer insight, you have a great business because you've got tenacity, mm. right? And with tenacity, you can overcome anything. Um to give you an idea, when we had to launch Soko District, the week before, that's when they were burning down malls.
0: Mm. Right? Oh wow!
1: So, so it was that where we where we had a uh, Do we carry on with Soko or do we put it on hold? We went into lockdown level four. That was another. I mean, we had every curveball thrown at us to to like stop us in our tracks, but. You know, the difference is we had a team that lived and breathed our value proposition, which mm. we, it's three words, enabling regenerative retail. Mm. That's what we're, we're about. And we got very strong guiding principles. And that's what hold us together is mm. that we were, we were doing this off. There was a bigger cause. Mm. Uh, Simon Sinek um, calls it the infinite game, right? And, and I think if you've got that, anything that can, can be thrown your way, you, you'll overcome it. You, you won't fall into the trap of feeling sorry for yourself or actually not following through. Um, if you've got that, you'll really follow through. Um, mm-hmm. And no burn, burning down of a mall will stop you.
0: No, oh, Very, very powerful. And um, Rick, you even had a, a, a birth on the day of your launch, wasn't it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Throw that into the mix. My, son,
1: my son decided he's going to come on, <laughs> on launch day. And the worst part is I've got, so we've got cameras in the district and I can see how Hanre is running from one corner of the district <laughs> to the other we've got to open like 9 30 is opening time and the team's still running and where's rick rick's in the operating theater <laughs> waiting, waiting for his son to be born. it was chaos um but but we came through at the end and i've just got to i've got to again thank hanre for for holding it together um i think if it wasn't for her we we would have, it, it would never have happened. I mean, there were so many things that were thrown in our way. I even recall, I, I saw um, someone sent a picture of Hanre. She We've got this massive, it was a grinder. What was it, Hanrae, that you were busy Oh, cutting?
2: the aluminium cutter. <laughs>
1: Hanrae is cutting aluminium <laughs> in the district, trying to get stuff put up. And I'm like... Waiting in the waiting room of the of the hospital. Yeah, oh, no. It was incredible. Such
0: spirit, such a big cause, <laughs> value proposition, team, you know, collaboration. It's incredible what you can do when you've got those jigsaw puzzles in the right place. And they're all and important.
2: I think, mm. And I think one other thing, um, you know, that binds or brings us a lot together is um, Rick has done a fantastic job in, in writing our company's guiding principles and and um, we've got six of those and they always get measured in everything that we do mm-hmm. so reiterated or articulated with every single milestone or deliverable or tool that we create and and that really that really you know it's almost like the little core of the uh, the core, the core of it all. And, and if you stick to that, I mean, um, that helps a lot with, um, you know, again, n- not making the same mistake as other brands or retailers in, in generating product, which just for the sake of it, um, it, it drives so much um, the value part of our business. Um, and it, it, yeah, it's, yeah, it's good, it's fantastic. <laughs> If if we
0: look into into the future, and you consider what businesses need to maybe mitigate um, or leverage, what would you guys say would be maybe a scary disruption that's still coming, you know, and it could be in the retail space or business in, in general? And then what's so exciting? It's a disruption, but it's going to be so exciting. How would... What would you say is scary and what is exciting coming our way?
1: So I think what's scary is, um, so when I moved to Netherlands, um, we, we were in lockdown, yeah, and um, we live in a little town, it's called Pitten, and um, a lot of the towns yeah, in Netherlands, they, they, they have these little town centers, right, and... Um, the town centre was in complete lockdown. All of those businesses were closed, um, and the same was happening all over the world. But then, what were we doing? We were ordering online, so we were ordering from yeah, it's not Amazon, it's Bull, and we fell into this trap of actually not buying anything from the the local guys. We were we were just because it's convenient, right? We were we were ordering online, and um, I said to I said to Janine, you know, the biggest mistake that, um, that future brands and future companies can make is just take that as the given, that humanity is just going to turn into, you know, these uh, stay-at-home, um, you know, locked up behind our, our walls, just ordering stuff online, and we're never going to engage with one another again, Right. And that for me is, is a dark moment because think about these, these town squares just going empty, right? And they just, because there's no need for retail there anymore. There's no need for anything. People are just ordering things online. So that's, that in my opinion is, is the scary part. But the part that's exciting, the part that, um, that really gets me going is that we're going to have technology available to the smaller brands and what that means is the smaller guys are going to be able to fight back and they're going to be able to take back what was theirs and act like the bigger amazons of the world they're going to gain access to data insight they're going to get access to um, uh, new ways of funding they're going to gain access to new ways of distributing their products and Instead of these big conglomerates taking over, I've got a I've got a really good feeling that the the smaller brands, the smaller guys are going to come back and come back fighting. Um, so yeah,
2: yeah, and I think communities
1: um, will identify
2: more with those brands and little companies then. Um, if you look at how the world is structured now in terms of globalization, you know, everyone is looking or having to answer to political or governmental bodies and constructs. But, you know, if you if you give these guys a platform and if you give them a voice and if you get them, uh, you know, their spot in the sun, um, man, it's got to be exciting to, <laughs> to follow those guys. And, uh, yeah, and just uh, having culture all over, I mean... Yeah.
0: And the creativity, yeah, the yeah, passion does. and the creativity and the thinking larger than life. And with all this collaboration, you bring all these minds together and like nothing's impossible anymore.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh, it's incredibly exciting. So Rick, as as the, the, the narrative man and the storyteller, is there a particular quote or insight or success principle that's very close to your heart that you'd love to share with our audience
1: yes um it's something that i've lived by for a while and that's build belief through narrative right um and i the the reason why I, i love that saying so much is that um if you think about humanity what makes us human is the ability for us to communicate and convey a story, right? Um, I tell you something; you can tell uh, a million people that same something, and so it spreads. And that ability to spread an idea, to spread something through a story, um, is something that that really stuck with me my whole life. Um, I grew up with dyslexia. So I, I really struggled to, to study um, and, and it, I remembered things uh, in, form, in the format of stories, right? Um, and and what, I, what, I, what I keep seeing is the brands that do well, the, the, the companies that do well, have the ability to, to hold that story, keep it true mm-hmm. and um, have other people retell it for them. Um, it's 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 what makes us human at our core yes. um so yeah that's the that's the one quote I'm...
0: so where to from here what's the vision that you are holding in your mind that you are okay, whatever part of it you're okay to share
1: <laughs> yeah well um this is a global problem that needs solving so you know, um, we've we've got to sol- solve it on a on a on a global scale. Um, so we are really looking for partners for uh, people that share in the vision, and we're trying to find the best way to to scale it. Um, so you know, it's a call to action to anyone that believes what we've been talking about today. You know, it's it's we need help. We need help in in many ways. Um, but but I think we we've got a just cause, so um, you know it's, it's easy to it's easy to follow what what we're trying to do here. I
0: was just thinking now: uh, does you, is the solution mainly for the physical product, or is there an interesting creative way for also the the educational type things that are happening online? Just a thought.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think uh, if you if you think about um, all the great initiatives like Khan Academy, that um, in the US uh, that's 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 really taken a foothold there and globally. Um, you know, how do we help the Khan Academies of the world? Um, how do we help um, the how I Built This podcasts yes. of the world? Um, yes. You know, and and I think I think it's simple. I think it comes down to the fact that um, if you look at education, if you look at where the world's going in terms of entrepreneurship, what better way to um, host um, educational podcasts or or get people excited about um, education in districts like mm, um, exactly um, because you, you're surrounded by entrepreneurs, you're surrounded by the buzz of of newness, and I think. You know um absolutely i think the biggest mistake that we can make is just look at it from a physical product perspective let's look at it from a community and hanre will 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 back me on this because she designed town hall right uh-huh. town hall is the space where um the community comes together and 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 shares uh, um in 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 what what was built there and I, and i think we really have an opportunity to do something special, not just in the physical product side of things, but really in 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 helping platforms, especially educational platforms, uh, uh, broadcast in in interesting ways. So, Carmen. Uh, Are you going to come to our next district? I'd
0: I'd absolutely love to. And I think uh, you have to earmark space in Mauritius. And and you mentioned Italy. Oh, I'm liking the sound of that.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Sounds amazing. Any, um, before the final question, any last thoughts from either of you in terms of what you want the audience to know about this amazing retail solution?
1: Yeah, I think um, what's great about it is that if you're thinking of an idea or a business, um, and you've got a product, and you really want to test it out, you you really want to see, do is there a market for it? Is there, uh, you know, that's that's what Soko is there for as well. So uh, we've got a lot of brands uh, like Plain Cosmetics. Um, It's it's a really small brand that started out that really just wants to test its, its market, see uh, if it can gain traction, um, you know, that's really what I want to say is don't, don't just think, oh, um, you know, I, I, I haven't really started yet, um, you know, we're there for even just testing the idea. Mm. Um, and we've got something very exciting that we, we're about to launch for that value proposition, um, I'm not going to mention it now, but um, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, it's for your smaller, smaller brands like that, that will be able to just book a shelf space if they need to. to get fantastic,
0: into fantastic yeah. idea. And you, Henry, anything you you want the audience to know about this value proposition as a, as a yeah. little cherry on the top?
2: <laughs> I think... In general, if we look at the life cycle, which we said talked about um, retail just now, I really would love to see retail really become an integral part, not just a thing that you go and do, but, but, but become part of everyone's life. And the only way that we're going to do that is if we challenge what retail really means, if we challenge the places that we are retailing, or retailing or selling. So whether you are a landlord in a mall that wants to have a Soko district or whether you are sitting on council and you've got an empty fire department building, please call us, please let us know because all of those things you know, um, are, are amazing opportunities to connect the community to the retailer, to the landlord.
0: Great. (laughs) So, what's the change you guys would like to see in the world that you believe would just be a game changer for humanity?
1: Um, Less crappy products. Um, Less things that we throw away. Uh, Less things that end up in the ocean. Um, And... uh, yeah, I, th- I think we, we have the opportunity now to actually worry about quality, worry about things that last. Um, you know, uh, we've, we've got an awesome brand, um, Rolheim. They Rolheim, one of the first tenants that signed up with us. And they're the, the whole zeitgeist of what Rolheim is about is you buy something there that passes on for generations, mm. right? And those are the kinds of brands that we, we love. And and I think it just comes down to if we're throwing less stuff away, then we're a better species on the planet. Um, uh, Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I think one big thing for me as well is, you know, there's always talks of change and people complain and it's just speaking and talking and speaking and talking. We forget to actually to stop and listen And look, because then you're actually doing your research. Then you are actually understanding. Then only you are almost allowed to to speak and do something.
0: Mm. Thank you. Thank you for bringing your genius and your creative energy and your willingness to fix what's broken. um there's so much passion i can just imagine when when the two of you and the rest of your team are together in one of your own modular spaces it must be really electric
1: <laughs> it, it is
0: <laughs> oh, that's uh, thank you for sharing with us and 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 um enlightening us as to the future of retail it sounds exciting it is exciting Us entrepreneurs rock and um We absolutely are the architects of the future, so thank you for giving us a space to actually bring our hearts and souls into into um, the world. So thanks for joining us, um, Rick and And Henry. Yes, lots and lots and lots of best wishes. And we're watching the space you. for whatever you're launching soon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, soon to have Carmen in uh, one of our districts. Broadcasting. Yep. To-
0: <laughs> Fantastic. I'm there. I'm there.
1: Good.
0: So Game Changer family, thank you for joining us. As usual, amazing to have you here with us. Um, if you haven't yet, please subscribe here on, on YouTube. Get email notifications on at, at bwbtv.net. And until next time, wishing you the wildest success and oceans of love.